Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Pod Friends. It is Matt Scott, your host of Pod Friends. Happy to be here for yet another episode of Pod Friends. How many times could I say Pod Friends, Pod Friends? Who knows? Um, I am overjoyed and excited for this week's episode talking with someone who you probably, if you love Survivor and if you especially love International Survivor, probably know, love, love to listen to, but do you really know her? As you know from the episode title, this week's episode is with none other than Shannon Gus or Shannon Gates. Uh, Shannon Gus Gates? Gus Gates? Shannon is amazing. She does it all. And she has such a brilliant brain. At one point in this interview conversation, I was talking about how her brain was 
just such a, a phenomenal thing for all of us to get to experience and enjoy. And, you know, really what I love about this conversation is just that we had a lot of fun along the way. Um, spoiler alert, there were a couple of times where Shannon rapped in this conversation and Contrary to what she said, I think she did an amazing job. She did better than I would do, honestly. And we um, talked a lot about Hamilton. We talked a lot about music and singing. We talked about the role of religion in her life. We really went all over the place with this conversation. I love the vast tonal shifts. That's like my favorite thing on a podcast, whether it's pod friends, the wrestling wrap up, whatever it might be. And so we went there. We went everywhere, all over the place. And so... One thing I would say is, you know, we do talk about some of the other interviews that Shannon has done about herself and her story being on the Terran show um, four years ago at this point. And also being interviewed by um, by Kieran on a podcast about her RHAP journey. But we really dove in. And I think what was cool is that, you know, we talked about some of the things we we mentioned um, we talked about mental health. We talked about um, just so much of what makes Shannon Shannon. And this was a lot of fun, as you'll be able to hear along the way. You'll also hear me ask Shannon if she, at this point in her life, would consider playing Survivor, how she would do. Um, I talked with her a little bit about games by Alex Gardner, Alex G, who some of you might know from the wand off back in the day or from Survivor Philadelphia, which, as mentioned a couple weeks ago, I am part of for Survivor Philadelphia, too, as well as Black Widow Brigade. And so we went all over the place. But I, um, Shannon, if you're listening, I just want to thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself and creating a fun conversation and maybe selfishly for falling into my trap of singing or rapping on the podcast. Cause I love music. I'm such a musical person too. And um, this was a lot of fun. And so check out the conversation. Stay tuned for that. It's going to start in a couple minutes. A couple things I want to mention though, before diving in, I mentioned Alex G survivor Philly, my season of survivor Philadelphia survivor Philadelphia. Head versus Heart is actually premiering this Tuesday, July 19th, 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern. And it'll be coming out each and every week on Tuesday. And so I just want you to tune in because it's so well produced. It's so well done. The trailer's already out there. The cast videos of each of us are already out there. And um, really, if you are a Survivor fan, other than, of course, like listening to the Pride Has Spoken podcast celebrating LGBTQ plus Survivor players, which you can find at robhiswebsite.com slash pride feed. I'd also encourage you to check out Survivor Philadelphia. Um, I am just so glad that I could be part of it. As I said in my video, you know, at the start of the day for Survivor Philadelphia, um, playing real Survivor, I would most likely die. And so the fact that I had the chance to even be a little part of a Survivor game was really a dream come true. And I'm excited to share that with all of you. And so I will keep plugging it throughout the season just to let people know to check that out because I admire Alex G and his work. And um, 
all of it. And so, you know, this conversation with Shannon is incredible. And if you love this conversation, want to tune into other Pod Friends conversation, please, please, please subscribe, leave those five stars, leave a review, robhiswebsite.com slash podfriendsfeed, or hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And be sure to download the podcast when you tune in. Like, that's how we know that people care. That's how we can ensure that Pod Friends could keep going, just ensuring that people like you are tuned in and that you love it. Cause I know these conversations mean so much to you. And speaking of which, if you're loving this conversation and listening to me in audio form, you could also see it at robiswebsite.com slash YouTube and watch me and Shannon being goofy and singing slash rapping and doing all sorts of other things. Um, you could also, you know, suggest a guest for pod friends at bit.ly slash pod friends nom. That's bit.ly slash pod friends nom. And please check out the description, the details for your episode, the show notes, because there are so many ways to get in touch. You could email me, Rob his website, or excuse me, you could email me at podfriends at Rob has website.com. You could Follow Pod Friends on social media. Stay engaged. Tag us. Let us know what you're doing at Hey Pod Friends. Tag me at Matt Scott GW. Follow me at Matt Scott, Scott GW. That's easy for me to say. I swear my name isn't Matt Scott. It is Matt Scott GW on the social medias. And you can check out my link in bio for links to Survivor Philadelphia and all of the podcasts and a bunch of other things that I'm up to if you want to get to know me more. And so, Without further ado, I don't want to hold things back. I am just thrilled for you to listen to this conversation with Shannon. Um, and so here it is, my conversation with Shannon. <clears throat> Making her way to the podcast, hailing from Australia by way of South Africa, she is the host for Survivor Global Coverage here on the Rob as a Podcast Network, the Survivor expert from Channel 10's Talking Tribal, a production consultant with Survivor all around the world, a writer, an editor, a singer, reality TV aficionado, who alongside her husband Peter and evil cat Melody is taking over the world. Please welcome a favorite in Alex Gardner's Black Widow Brigade game, a Hamilton fan who will sing and rap her way into your hearts. She's not throwing away her shot and will not wait for it. Get those chizzy points ready for Shannon Gus. Oh my gosh, I, I don't know why I'm so nervous. I'm why sweating nervous? right now, Shannon. I'm nervous. Wait, I want to <laughs> ask you though. Okay, so I want to set the scene a little bit because obviously we are connecting virtually. You know, we're we're not in the same room. Um, I'm here in the U.S. You're in Australia. Where would we be, though, if we were doing this interview in person, like right now, instead of online? Where would we do this if I came to you, if I took the long 18 to 30 hour flight out there, whatever it is? Right. So like, where do I podcast or like, where do I spend all my time? Well, where would you take me to like have this conversation in in your city? Right. I mean, look, the answer is my bedroom. <laughs> not to sound weird, but like, Whoa. that's where I spend all my time. Like, I would be in my apartment. I don't like to go outside. So, like, where would I take you? Like, where would I be having a conversation? Not to be weird about it, but like, come to my bed. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. This is already getting off to a great start. Where would I come in the city? Like, I don't know. Yeah. My city doesn't match me because my city's all like beautiful beaches and I'm like vitamin D deficient. So, <laughs> 
where would we be doing this? I mean, I love my my apartment, my home. Like, that's yeah. my safe space. You know, you can come over. We can do it in the study or the living room. You don't have to come into the bedroom. That's right. Oh, my be. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, like, <laughs> continuing on from here, like, what just like if you were so i come to you like we're we're about to i get off the get off the plane you're picking me up right well, right by the me, airport yeah it's okay you're you pick me up i'm like in the car so nice I'm of like, me to do that Shan- i'm like shannon i no offense but don't want to go directly to your bedroom to have Actually. the conversation i want to <laughs> see this city yeah <laughs> very official yeah. business meeting um, yeah but i'm like wait take me around like what kinds of things like if if you're turning me into a tourist in your city a little bit you know we have a couple yeah. of hours before we have to podcast I have my mic in my backpack because i'm i'm in and out like i'm flying in to visit you, record pod friends, and then literally leaving uh, three hours later. So it's a quick trip. But what, like, where would you take me? What are the sights and scenes and everything? Um, like, tell us, tell, paint the picture. Okay. Well, if you don't want to come over, firstly, out. <laughs> well, yeah. I just moved back to Sydney. So I moved to yeah. Sydney when I was eight. And then I moved to Melbourne several years ago. And then I just mm-hmm. moved back to Sydney. And it's funny you should ask that because we've been very much like, tour guides over the last few weeks because a lot of my husband's family and my family have been coming to stay with us and visit so I actually have been like very much a tour guide of like I've had a lot of pride in Sydney because I like moved and I missed it and I came back and I like want to show how great my city is that Mm -hmm. I like brought Peter to so we've Mm -hmm. been doing everything I mean we've had like a range we had like my little cousins we had my sister-in-law my parents-in-law we did a lego museum we went ice skating we went to the zoo which is like this amazing iconic zoo Taronga zoo which has a view of like the whole mm. Sydney harbor we went to circular key where the harbor is the opera house we did oxford oh street gosh. which is like the main shopping precinct so i actually have been going outside quite a lot it's been i, I need my bed again <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say yeah like there, it, it's good that you could get outside and do all these things also like Sydney Sydney's really representing on Pod Friends uh in yes. July so far. So that's amazing. Yes. And yeah, so we're I we're sitting down, we're having this conversation. It's comfy and cozy. Have you always been like more of a more of a homebody and someone who prefers to be inside rather than in direct sunlight? Or like Yeah, <laughs> I'm a vampire like that. When did that start? Like when did when did you become not to be like when did you become like that what happened when did you become hermit when did you retreat yeah 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 when did you retreat yeah um I don't know I think that's just who I am like a lot of the things I enjoy are indoor activities I love to podcast indoors I've been working when I started working from home when I moved to Melbourne I was like never leaving again I like got in my like blanket my like hoodie which is like a jumper blanket and Mm -hmm. I just like never left the couch um but like even things I like to do with my friends like you'll find me like having a board game night not like at a club I have very pale skin I burn ridiculously easily so I'm not gonna like really go to the beach a lot or go out in the sun yeah. I watch a lot of tv like I want to be inside I want I'm a, I'm a cat person like I want to be inside with my cat and not like outside that's why I couldn't have dogs because they wouldn't get walked because I'm not doing that like I'm inside oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm wait so so we were I mean something that uh, I mean, and I'll mention this now on the podcast, like you were on the Taryn show back in 2018. Yes. You just had that great interview with Kieran about your about more about like your I would say it was kind of mo- mostly about like the last six or seven years and a lot of your 
RHAP journey and everything. Yeah. But I'm so curious about like even what has changed and evolved in your life since you've started at RHAP just to like run through those changes and evolutions quickly, because I would absolutely encourage, uh, I don't know if you would, but I would encourage people to check out the Taryn show interview. Um, just going back. Cause I think it's a good, like grounding in a lot of your background, but like what has happened? Not, I'm not, not to be like, what's happened to you, but uh, <laughs> you? it got so dark. Like, yeah. You used but to like, be cool. Yeah. But what are like some of those evolutions for you? Cause you even mentioned like moving like uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney yeah. and that journey. But like, what have some of those quick stops along the way or shifts along the way been for you in your, uh, as you approach your as you approach your 30s, I'll say. Your glamorous 30s. Sorry How for doxing you? your age. How dare you? Um, no, I will firstly, I love that you listen to like the Kieran podcast and Taryn, the Taryn show. You're so pre- prepared, Matt. I, I love it. I um, and I haven't listened to the Taryn show since we did it. So I don't even really remember what I said. But I do yeah. know. So that was June of 2018. And I started uh-huh. podcasting all the time, April 2018. So that was like, I do think it's worth a listen, but it's not, it's not indicative of who I am now. No. Like it's very much like a moment in time. It's like me on the precipice of all the things that were going to define me for the next few years, mm-hmm. um, which I think is an interesting snapshot to get of me. Like that's a really interesting time to find me, but it's yeah. so past like where, I, like, you know, I'm past it now, like where I became. So yeah, June, 2018, Different things, you know, the, the podcasting stuff I did speak about a lot with Kieran and we can go through. From a personal perspective, um, I moved to Melbourne. I moved out of home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, moved into state. I got nice. engaged. I got married. COVID hit. I got locked out of Sydney a lot because of the borders. Oh. got super homesick yeah. because I'm very, very close to my family. And that was like the hardest part of COVID for me was even with the lockdowns because we were like a very locked down city in Melbourne. But I just like miss my family and my cat. My cat got really sick, but she's she's doing well. But like she's not had the, the healthiest few years. So I was like really scared. I was never going to see her again. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, what can we do to move back? We managed to move back with our jobs. Um, we bought an apartment. We fixed mm-hmm. up the apartment. We're living in the apartment. So like personally, it's been a big few years. And then, yeah, with the podcasting, like at the time I did the Taryn show, I think I said, Oh, I'm covering Survivor New Zealand and we're going to start. Yeah. Survivor South Africa. Yeah. So like, we, you know, what a journey with that. Obviously picked up Australian Survivor. Survivor New Zealand got cancelled, which was sad, but that's part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Picked up US Survivor, did Talking Tribal on Channel 10, doing writing for Channel 10, production consulting for Survivor South Africa. So yeah, definitely a, the, one of the biggest parts of the last few years has been you know, kind of evolving that with podcasting and the content that I've been doing. So I don't know, maybe I will listen to it again and just hear little, little baby me as she doesn't know what she's <laughs> about to dive into. Well, I, I always think it's interesting. One thing that you sort of sparked for me, one, it is, I, 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 um, I admire Taryn. That's why he was like the first guest on, on pod friends. And, you know, I, I love what he's done and I'm glad that I could interview people on RHAP in this community. Um, some who've been on the Taryn show, most who haven't, but it's interesting because one, it was like, that was four years ago. I think that maths are, I'm pretty sure that maths yeah. are. And then, four years, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just making sure. I'm like, making sure yeah, I yeah. don't get dragged after this. But yeah. then also, five, it's five. I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't, the math doesn't add up. Um, but yeah, four years ago. And 
you know, the other thing though is this pandemic happened too. Yeah, so the I pandemic. Like yeah, things are so dramatically different yeah. for people that yeah. the difference is probably even more um, more extreme. But something that your explanation of how things have evolved really made me think about. So I know you're a big fan of the song "My Shot" from yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. So I I. I'm not, I was like tossing around my head. I was like, do I like play a game with Chen where I'm like, okay, name the lyric. Here's fill in the blank, which you could probably definitely, you could easily do. But do you have like favorite? Well, one, I'm curious about, yeah, let's just start there. Like, do you have favorite lyrics from that song or things that, that stand out? And then we could talk more about like how, like what role it's played in your journey. But just to start there, like, does anything jump out to you when you think of that song? Like, Ooh, this is my moment in the song. Three minutes and 23 seconds. I don't know. You don't need time codes. I mean, lyrically for me, like my shot for me, I put that song because that has driven the last few years for many years. I said this on the Kieran podcast. It's what I would listen to. Um, in in like the Uber on the way to talking tribal, I'd pump myself up before podcasts. Although then when I started getting like sadder, like when I, as I spoke about on the Kieran podcast, I like went through some like mental health yeah. battles. Then I would start listening to Vienna by Billy Joel, which was like my trans. <laughs> that's what I listen to when I'm really yeah. sad or like so like <laughs> like the fact that you could tell like my mood based on the Uber or like where my mental health at was that was like yeah very very clear. Um, so I think for me that's just more like the vibe of my shot, the lyrics yeah. of. Um, wait for it which is also from Hamilton like those mm. songs are very much in opposition to me they're like two of my favorite songs from Hamilton my two of my top 30 Hamilton songs yeah that I've had a lot of um conflict about in the last few years and I spoke about it a bit on the Hamilton podcast but that song for me like I'm the one thing in life I can control that's mm. my like deep breath song so a lot of the last few years has been between my shot I'm pumping myself up I'm gonna do this yeah. thing I'm like living my dream versus wait for it I'm the one thing in life, you know, I can control. I am inimitable. Wow. I am an original. Like, and that's my, like, even like in the way that the music is, like, it, you, it's where you breathe. So, yeah, that's where that, that's been like the two kind of poles over the last few years that I feel I've been pulled between. And I kind of think the my shot part of me is some of my worst instincts because it's the part of me that doesn't put myself first. It's always like, go, go, go. Yeah. Sometimes my detriment, but it's also pushed me to do the things that, uh, my dream so yeah. but I still love the song it's not the song's fault it's just you know it's the <laughs> Hamilton and Burr in me it's that duality all the time yeah you're not you're not upset with Lin-Manuel about his about making that's Hamilton at all good no. we're not that's not gonna be the headline or sound like <laughs> out of this um, <laughs> Thanks, Lin-Manuel Miranda you heard it here first yes, <laughs> yeah it, you yeah. said it you just said it no, um, out of context account if you dare if you dare if you dare take that no i love when my mom miranda he's my best friend that could that would be a better quote please tag him yeah. if you do share yeah, that um, but i i think that you know one reason i i ask about that is because that is well more broadly actually something i've been thinking about a lot with music is just how much it for me personally, how much it's like helped motivate me and get me pumped up for different things in my career. And I could think of different songs. I think of my shot though. And it's, it's interesting because it's exactly what you were saying where it's like, it's not the lyrics as much for me. I was listening to it a bunch actually yesterday. Um, cause I know that you're a fan of the song. And I was like, no, it's not the lyrics that jump out as much. It's like the vibe and the energy and all of that that pushes things forward. But I'm kind of curious about that for like you has music you you of course are a prolific singer 
established. This has been established in the RHAP community, but um, yeah, like has music always, I should say it like this, like have you always connected with music in that way? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, look, my shot that very much is like Hamilton on the precipice. Like that's like me and my Taryn show interview. Like we're in the same spot in the journey. <laughs> um, so I do. Ha- and I do have a shirt that has like half the lyrics that just says like, I'm past patiently waiting and passionately smashing every expectation, every actions and active oh creation. So I still resonate with the lyrics. Um, but it's, yeah, it's more about the song. But for me with yeah. music, I mean, music is it's again, like it's so foundational to who I am. And part of me is a little sad that like naturally that's gone away a little bit because it's mm-hmm. not my identity anymore. Um, and it's not something I can do as much, but like my whole life, my whole childhood, my whole adolescence, I was like the singer songwriter. Like that's what made me like quote unquote special. Like that's what I lent into as like my personality and my identity, kind of like what I do with podcasting now a little bit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> right. I was writing songs since I was six. Everyone always told me you sang before you could talk. Um, and even mm-hmm. when I went back to South Africa recently, you know, all my, like my old relatives and everything. Oh, you remember you singing before you could talk. And like, that was who I was. My, my Hebrew name is Sheer, which means song. Ooh. Like my parents are huge wow. um, music lovers. My mom's a singer. My dad plays guitar. Like it was, it was always going to happen. Yeah. So I started writing music when I was six and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and I'd perform at school. I perform my own songs. I perform covers. I did all the music festivals. I went to uni and I studied performance um and it was always just what I wanted to be and like who yeah. I was um and then I realized that's not really a career path like when you're young you think like I'll just be a famous singer like I'll just be Taylor Swift who's also my best friend and um <laughs> not to be Taylor Swift not a lot of people get to be Taylor Swift so you, I didn't want and I didn't want to do yeah. the, the heartbreak you know the gigs and all of that and and the hard music industry to try and become Taylor Swift so I pivoted, yeah. but yeah oh my gosh you know I think you I I like you better than Taylor Swift, to be honest. Stop I it. Think I'm, I'm leaving. Don't look like Taylor Swift like that. Terrible taste. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, like, no. better than I am. She's a million that times was, better than I am. Look, no, no, no. She's not a million times better than you are. She yeah, does. Yeah, I, is she a Survivor time. fan? Does she cover Survivor? Is she on the podcast I love? Taylor, where are oh you gosh, when I need you? She's not there when <laughs> I need her personally. So I, if I found out Taylor Swift watched Survivor, a lot of things in my life would start making a lot more sense. Like everything I feel would be fine. Like we'd solve everything. We'd solve humanity. (laughs) Would you podcast with her or would you quit podcasting because she's probably going to take it over and um, yeah. I'd quit. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know. Now we know what it's going to take. Don't tell Taylor Swift that she should podcast about Survivor. If she ever hears about RHAP or Talking Tribe, we're done. (laughs) Yeah, she can have it. She deserves it. Oh yeah. no, I don't love that. Oh my god. Speaking of music though, I look, my here's my thing, Shannon. I'll be honest. I tried I'm if anyone talks about music, I tried to trick them into singing on the podcast. Mostly because I'm such a musical person. But are there like when you think about like growing up and singing or even just singing, you know, you sing in general. I wonder if there are like songs that come to mind for you or that vocally you find solace in. That's such a weird way to say it. But I ask that because like for me, I, um, I, in middle school, I was big on doing our musicals. And I remember growing up, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to 
just be part of the musicals and sing. And my, um, on the, the vaguely religious note, like I went, I've talked about this before on pod friends, but I went to Catholic school growing up, even though I was, I'm not and have never been Catholic. So that's an experience, but I was, I was Jesus in eighth grade in Godspell junior singing my little heart out. Um, for all you were Jesus I was Jesus yes it was a moment it was really um groundbreaking I think that I was Jesus I don't know if there was like a deeper point or if I was like there were like 14 of us in the class in my eighth grade class too were you all Jesus no I was okay I mean there were you know like maybe it's like I was the I was the there wasn't competition for the the role, but okay. I think I was probably good. But I have to, I'm, I'm like, well, I think of that when I think of my uh, extensive singing career. Uh, I want oh to ask you though, are there like songs that, like that jump out for you that you've just found like comfort zone in? Well, firstly, I was Simba in oh our gosh. Hebrew rendition of The Lion King, which was cool that they went genderless, I think. Um, yeah, I can still sing Hakuna Matata in Hebrew. It's Hakuna Matata, the same, but the rest of the lyrics are different. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's the role that I had. Oh my gosh, what does that like sound like? I can't picture what you singing Hakuna Matata would even sound like, Shannon. Like the people well, who are Hebrew. listening are I'm probably not... wondering. <laughs> well, well, like okay, so you say like vocal solace. I mean, like I love the yeah. Disney songs. Uh huh. Still like my favorite like melodic music. If we're gonna, nice. I'm trying to think. If you want me to sing, like we better get a good song. Um, Taylor we'll Swift, obviously, I love singing Taylor Swift. And then like a little later in life, I found musical theater. I love musicals. Uh-huh. You know, you should ask me to rap. Such a good rapper. You ask what oh the listeners gosh. might not know about me. Like they know I sing. Do they know that I'm like a fantastic rapper? Like, are you? Know, I did yes. not know this. I'm an incredible rapper. I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning you. Yeah, it was an Eminem fan when I was young. Um, I love to rap. <laughs> Legitimately, I know that I'm. So, I'm not I'm laughing at girl. No, I'm, I'm not laughing that, like, at you. I talk I just, so fast. Doesn't it make sense that I could it, rap really well? Oh no, I'm not surprised you could rap really well. I'm be. just surprised I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you should be surprised. Oh my gosh! But look, you're gonna find that song. You're gonna find the song. The rap if, song. I mean, I don't know. Look, you can't tell us that you're good at rapping and not. No, rap I'll rap. Somewhere. I will rap right now. Do it. Do it. This okay, is... should, I'll do Satisfied from Hamilton. And that has well, singing and that yeah. has rapping. I'll, not oh all of it. Gosh. It's a six minute song, but I'll do I'll do a verse. If I get it wrong, you'll have to cut it out. I will. Yeah, I t- 1000%. <laughs> this is why I get nervous. Before. Okay, let's do it. So, 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 so this is what it feels like to match wits with someone on your level. What the hell is the catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's Ben Franklin with the key and the kite. You see it, right? The conversation lasts two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything we said in total agreement. It's a dream and it's a bit of a chance, a bit of a posture. It's a bit of a dance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'm going to give it a chance. I asked about his family. Did you see his answer? His hands started fidgeting. He looked askance. His penniless is flying by the seat of his pants. Handsome boy, does he know it? Peach fuzz and he can't even grow it. I want to turn, take him far away from this place. Then I turn to see my sister's face and she is helpless. And I know she is helpless and her eyes are just helpless. And I realize three fundamental truths at the exact same time. I'm not doing the, the truth, though. Oh, I, I, I probably wasn't in time, but I did no. rap on the podcast. So you got that. 
That was beautiful. And also, I don't know, I felt a tears welling up in my eyes. <laughs> I feel like when this podcast goes up on YouTube, we're going to be immediately copyright like, stricken. No, it's going to be taken down by Lin-Manuel. One, because no, you said that you hate friend. him, but also and also because he said you're you said he's, he's your best friend, which he's like, who? Who's Shannon? Which he <laughs> probably knows who you are. He's a Survivor <laughs> fan, though, I hear. So, no, no, because maybe I'm making that up, but no, he's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. Matthew McConaughey is a Survivor fan. These things are all across purposes. I feel like, I don't know, maybe, I think T-Bird wants to interview Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I yeah. Know. No, I so know that. That's why that I doesn't I make him a Survivor fan, I don't think. <laughs> like, eh, he's a Survivor fan decide. in my book. In, right. Correct well, me, if Lin-Manuel, if you're listening. Oh Listen back to the rap, and if it's terrible, please. Just no, <laughs> it's great. It's great. You're great, and I think that like that's uh, that's the magical thing. Have you ever rapped on a podcast before? I don't think I have. So that's a that's a first. I mean, I've sung. I sing a lot. I probably have rapped. I don't know. Um, how many? Oh like, gosh. let's do some more. Rest, more, more, do some more. I will now perform Hamilton in, in its entirety. Um, <laughs> that's like, what this podcast is yeah. no that's where I get really worried about the copyright there like Matt we're, <laughs> now pod friends. we're taking that's you off the air that's completely the um, yes that's the one reason and no yeah. but this I think it's cool like I, I always love when people bring their different passions and like who they are to Absolutely. what they're doing and actually kind of going back to my shot for a second <laughs> yes. one thing I think is so interesting is you've you like I I understand that that's a song that's been like okay I'm gonna do this thing I'm driven like I like I almost feel in thinking about the song and talking about this I feel the adrenaline pumping through me yes and I can imagine that that helps push you forward but I'm I'm so curious where like that drive because um, you are clearly someone who doesn't do anything halfway no. um I'm curious, I like how on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, which like yeah. part of it, I'm like, am I just, uh, am is my social game you. unmatched? You did rap at it was to me. It was <laughs> okay. to me. Okay. Like, was it me or was it you? But I think that speaks to you, like showing up fully, I which is awesome. Oh, yeah. no, this is. I mean, honestly, it's a lot better. It's not that it's well. It's, it would probably be like just as amazing in person but also i'm just imagining like sitting there with you in your room side by side and you're rapping at me and i'm a foot away and i'm like can we go to the zoo like why are we in your apartment i'm like am i supposed to join in or something is anyone recording this what's happening we can do do my shot you can do the what what whoa yeah i'll say rise up like yeah okay at the end of the podcast we'll rap again we'll do that but then i'm rapping at the listeners look i wanted to come in and you kept asking like what do the listeners not know about you and i was like nothing (laughs) because i tell them everything because i'm such an open book so i wanted to come in and give them something new and different so i wrapped at you and that's what i did and you know what your commitment is also unmatched so that's what it's all about and i think that's that's the cool thing like people uh and with you with actually with a lot of people in RHAP, thankfully because of twitch and obviously all of the podcasts like we know a lot about everyone but also there's so much more there and like going way way back i know that you you like were born i i would say you grew up kind of in south africa but could you talk a little bit about like just that um 
that uh <laughs> It's weird phrasing, but like that physical or no, that geographic journey to where you are now, because yes. there have definitely been stops along the way growing up. But yeah, like tell, tell uh, yeah. me, please tell me about how you grew yeah. up. No, I was born in Johannesburg. Yeah, We moved to Cape Town for just under a year. Then we moved to Melbourne for about seven months. Then we moved to Sydney. I actually think all of that moving around, I've always thought is one of the reasons I'm like such a homebody. Like I love my space, my home, like that's like the song that I walked down the aisle to was feels like home to me because mm-hmm. like the fact that wow. Peter is home to me is like the biggest compliment I can give a person. I love my comfort and I hate change. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we, we moved around a lot and yeah, ended up in Sydney. Then I moved, yeah, as you know, to Melbourne and then, then back. So yeah, that was my journey. Wow. And, you know, by the way, you keep referencing Peter. I should acknowledge, I will acknowledge that that's your husband. Yeah. Um, in case the people don't know. Yeah. Uh, they're like, who's this Peter character who Shannon just dragged me that's around with her? Yeah. yeah. That's very <laughs> much it. I dragged Peter around. That is such a good, that's such a great explanation of it. Just me <laughs> doing things. Peter's just like there with me and oh so helpful. Gosh. And I'm just like a menace, just dragging him around in my, in my own mind. So it's like it, I'm one thing I'm really fascinated by um, is like the fact that you met your husband almost well, actually more than two decades ago, which is insane. Stop like how age. how old are you? How old are you? Eighty? Like what? Yeah. No, but like yeah. you met, <laughs> but you met him like a, when you were eight, right? Like what does yes. that even? I'm trying to compute in my head, like how you still even know each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were in the same class when we were eight, yeah. when I lived in Melbourne for those seven months. Um, I don't really remember him from then, but I do have a letter from him where he said, Burn. dear Shannon, I will miss you when you move to Sydney forever. Yeah. And then I put that up in our apartment. I framed it. Um, um, so that was how we met, which it sounds cooler than it is. I, pro- I don't know if I said this on the Taryn show, but like, it sounds cool because we met when we were eight, but also we both went to like Jewish schools and are both part of the Jewish community, which is also how we met again. Like mm-hmm. it's all quite insular, but it's still kind of cute that we have the letter yeah. and that we know each other since we were eight. And then since we were 16 and then been together since we were 20, coming up on 10 years since we were together, oh so almost 30. Congratulations. So, Don't yeah. st- stop referencing your age. <laughs> I am. Um, so yeah, no, no, but like I was thinking about this because you asked. Yeah, yeah. Did the listeners not know? They know yeah. everything. Such oh. an open book in a concerning way to where I was like, maybe I should start keeping some things a secret because like I've mentioned everything on a podcast at a point. Yeah. But in saying that, I do think something that doesn't get mentioned enough is just like Peter's role in everything. Because people listen to me, they don't listen, like realize like they listen to like us. Like I kind of mm. feel, I kind of feel like we're like one entity, you know, if that makes sense. Like we're such yeah. a team. And even though we obviously have our own things, like I do the whole podcasting thing, and I have like my job and my friends and my life, and so does he. He podcasts and has his job and friends and life. But like everything's so fused together. Like, I don't think that there's a thought I have that I don't verbalize to Peter. It's exhausting to be him. That's amazing. You know, like, so in the podcasting, like you hear me podcast, but you don't see all before. I talk about it with Peter all the time, especially for Australian survivor. When we're like slightly ahead for talking tribal, like he watches with me. So like, we're on that journey together. Like, thank God I have him. Cause then I can like communicate with him about it. And then, but like every thought I have in podcasting or like any comment, 
or like anything that makes me upset or happy or anxious or or scared or all the things like he diffuses my anxiety makes me feel better when I'm sad he like champions me when I'm happy he like practically like picks up even more of the slack when I'm like super busy he he set up he sets up for me like technically when I'm like rushing because I'm putting on my makeup like I was tonight which I always am like everything like he's just every part of it is like Peter's like the engine that makes it all run. So I feel like that's the thing the listeners don't know because like, yes, at the end of a season, I'll be like, thank you to my husband for his support and my family. And like, they're so supportive. But like, I feel like that's not enough for people to understand. Like yeah. I go off and I do like this, this part of the team like goes off and does this, this thing, which is podcasting. But like really mm-hmm. we're like one single force in my mind, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's basically in this pod friends conversation with Pretty you, much. But play, like playing totally his role, which, oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Um, uh, shout out to Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Yeah. Hey, Peter. Um, yeah. I want to ask, like, is so, you know, you, you mentioned Peter in the context of your podcasting and other ways that he, you know, ways that he supported with that. Yeah. But um, I just kind of want to give you the opportunity to like, uh, brag about other <laughs> about him in other ways. I don't know. Is yeah. there anything else Aww. you can say about why you. he's no. amazing in general? In oh, yeah. Why he's oh, the I best person in the world? The listeners don't know enough about how Peter's the best person in the world because they see me, you know, and like I'm the lucky one. That's what people don't understand. <laughs> is like, I mean, they probably do because they realize he has to put up with me. Like, yeah, no, actually, they get it because they listen to me all the time. So they oh. know, they know, like, like how. Um, how lucky I am to have him but like he is okay from like a from like a personal perspective also this is easy because it was just his birthday so I wrote a lot of this Mm -hmm. in in the card like nice well from from like a a similar perspective like he podcasts too he's like this like super dynamic like social great outgoing person to the point where like we recently got a bed delivered for our apartment and the delivery driver called and he was like so mad that there were stairs even though we said there'd be stairs and he was mad that the address was wrong and I was like I sent Peter down and I'm like good luck with that went yeah. to my room, my safe place. <laughs> and then I heard them all come up and the delivery drivers were like laughing at his stories. And like, they said that they told me on the phone, they were going to charge us more. They didn't, they like wanted his number like that. I'm like, this is your superpower. Like he's the most likable person alive. Yeah. And yeah. And on a personal level, like just the best husband, person, friend, family member, like, yeah, I'm the lucky one. So um, yeah, we're very much just like this great team. I think, well, Again, like it's it's a lot on him, but I think we're yeah, a pretty exceptional team and we have like so much in common. Where I like I don't believe in the concept of soulmates as we'll talk about it, I don't really believe in anything. But I just think we're like two people who just happen to be like so similar. We think about things in the same way, we approach things the same, like all our values, our beliefs, our religious, political beliefs, like we didn't even have to talk about it and we just end up on the same page. And I think a lot of that is ten years of mutual influence and growing together from the mm. age of twenty which is like has been foundational and like we follow the same path, but like we started in a very similar place. So we're just like always on the same wavelength. I feel um, with everything. We always want to do the same like things when we travel, like we always want to, we have like very similar interests. Like he watches bachelor in paradise with me. Like every, every oh base gosh. is covered, you know, like every base. It's commitment. <laughs> yeah. He likes it. We sing the theme song. <laughs> He's going to hate that. I said that, but it's true. It's a great show. And he watches it with me. I will not ask you to sing the theme song to Almost Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright oh is coming to this podcast. <laughs> like, are you? You really don't want this podcast to be out yes, there? Yes, it like will never speaker. see the light of day. We're getting sick. <laughs> yeah, just keep singing. That's all you yeah. need to do. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say... Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wow, there's like there's there's so much here. There's so much that's that's there within what you said too, and like something that well, you just actually um, touched on this a second ago. But like you're on the same page in terms of so many beliefs, and then you also talked about like growing up and being Jewish. Yeah. And I love to talk about religion on this podcast because I yeah. feel like it is. Um, well, actually, I think one of the reasons I probably love to talk about it is like my mom. Um, growing up, my mom was a college professor and she actually, she just retired before the pandemic. But one of the topics she taught about was world, world religions. And so it like a lot of our dinner table conversations at times would be things that she like taught in her class and just brought in. And then I ended up taking courses on, you know, a number of different religions. I think I took, I didn't take one on, um, on Judaism, but I like, I remember diving more into Judaism in the context, unfortunately, of like the Holocaust in, in different courses I took too. Um, but I, I'm so fascinated by like how it informs and shapes like who we are, like what has this is probably a long answer which is great um but like it is what has the role of religion been mm. like in your journey or what's really what's your relationship with it been from like growing up and sort of what i guess what you've what's been handed to you to like where you are now okay jesus um, <laughs> <laughs> i get why you're asking me this question i get why i've come onto this podcast um, i know i'm just yeah. trying to secretly convert people to catholicism yeah. <laughs> even though i'm not catholic that's What's my way to do it yeah what is this, like juice for jesus here that's never. what we're doing yeah was gonna, um, never. <laughs> yeah because one of the things i said the listeners may not know because the listeners know i'm jewish mm-hmm. but i don't think they know like how jewish i am like <laughs> yeah and i didn't know how jewish i was um, cause I'm, I'm an Orthodox wow. Jew, so it's pretty extreme and it's like so foundational to who I am as well. It's like all these parts of my life where I feel like if you take it away, I would just like cave inwards. Like if I wasn't Jewish, they'd be like, wow. it's hard to even understand what my life would be. Like I was trying to think like, is Judaism like a daily part of my life? Like, obviously, yes. Like I went to a Jewish school 12 mm-hmm. years, every, like I went to many Jewish schools in Joburg and Cape Town and Melbourne and Sydney. Wow. Um, yeah. 
you know, my whole community is Jewish or my friends, like not all, like a lot of my friends or my childhood friends that I'm still right. really close with. Cause that's the kind of person I am. I just like lock in for life. Uh-huh. All Jewish married Peter. He's Jewish. I uh, met him in a, a Jewish summer camp. His family is super Jewish. My family is super Jewish. Mm-hmm. We're all like, you know, very, very Jewish. And by, by that, what I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's very cultural. So it's like, yeah. as an adult, a little bit less connected. And obviously when I was going to a Jewish school every day, we have to like pray multiple times a day and stuff. Um, but it's still very foundational to who I am. Like I might like sneak in a Yiddish word, you know, like all my practices, like everything I think about culturally, like super Jewish. And I didn't realize how extreme that was because we're not religious, but it's a big thing, especially in South Africa and Australia that I don't think exists as much in America, but it's like casual orthodoxy which mm. is kind of like a contradiction in terms because yeah. to be orthodox, like very strict and conservative, but it's casual. Like it's just a part of like our daily life without it being such a huge part of our beliefs. So in saying that my beliefs and what I realized maybe about like 10 ish years ago was that, yeah, I don't believe in anything. Um, like yeah. I'm an atheist. I don't, I don't believe in like anything to the point where I feel like my skepticism is like a really big part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, astrology, yeah. don't believe in it. Angels, ghosts, God, nothing like like that's what i don't think people understand is like to be an atheist when you come from an orthodox jewish background like my lack of belief runs really deep for me to come to that conclusion like god was fed to me yeah to to the point where i i thought i believed in god because i thought that was like the only way and then at a point i thought it was like at least the conventional way which Mm -hmm. maybe it is for a very long time um so to kind of turn away from that um like that must have meant a lot for me. And when I did realize that like, Oh, I, I know I don't believe in it. It doesn't really make sense to me. I, that felt like so right. Like it just settled into that, like so naturally, or I was like, it really like uncovered for me a big part of who I am. So it's this contradiction for me and it's in like massive conflict and there's so much cognitive dissonance and it's definitely going to like reemerge when I have kids. And then I'm like more back in the community through them because I will be. Yeah. But there's this like cognitive dissonance where like Judaism is exceptionally important to me. Like, a wedding was kosher, like to have like a, a, an Orthodox Jewish wedding was like, it was important to me. And like, mm-hmm. I, I met Peter when I was 20. Like, it wasn't like I was like going out looking for a Jewish husband, but like I, right. I, there's familiarity and comfort in the fact that both our families are Jewish, even though we're immigrants, they're Australian. Like there's a shorthand that our families know and get along so with so well, like they just mm. know each other. Like our mothers get along. Like they're both like very caring, loving Jewish mothers. Like, of course they do. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to me. It actually really is like Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year is my favorite time of the year. Passover, Pesach is my second favorite time of the year. Like I love being with my family in this like cultural Jewish setting. But A, I, I don't believe in God. And mm-hmm. also like I'm against a lot of religion. Like a lot of, I'm really yeah. bitter about a lot of Judaism because it was fed to me because all the gendered stuff, like as I was working through it as a teenager, I did not enjoy in, in an orthodox yeah. religion, which is super conservative and gendered. And politically, there are parts of that that I don't agree with either. So it's like those beliefs or lack thereof are hugely core to who I am as an adult and speak to like 100% of who I am. But then like culturally, Judaism is like, again, foundational. If you take it away, I've like, you know, fall inwards. So yeah. those two things are very much in conflict with each other. Well, it's it's interesting, though, because I and I could relate to a lot of what you mentioned with that in the sense that like growing up again, not being Catholic, but, you know, I'm sure my parents would would have 
at the time, especially identified as Christian. And we would like went to this Christian church that I actually stopped going to. And I was like in the third grade. Cause I was like, you I Jesus? no, me. Well, that's a whole other story. I was still in, yeah. I was in Catholic yeah. school though, from kindergarten yeah. to like base before I went to college. And so I was like, it, it, it's very interesting to like the levels of Catholicism that I um, experienced or was exposed to. And in a lot of ways, I'm really thankful that it wasn't more like strict or aggressive in terms of like a lot of societal things. But I will mention, and this is something that like, it, it's like a weird thing that I think about is that like in the third or fourth grade, like they used to, um, they, um, like the, the Pope, um, no, but like the, <laughs> the Pope used to, um, have me write essays, but, um, no, in the third or fourth grade, we had someone come in and like we were writing these essays for this essay contest. It was called the respect. It's probably still the respect life contest, but it was like all about, it was basically like, it was so weird because I was so good at this contest that was like, um, let me tell you about why, like, it was always like life beginning at conception and like all of these things that are obviously in conflict with a lot of like of pro-choice things that I definitely believe now, but it's and it, like just that was like the level of I I don't want to use the word indoctrination because it's a oh, strong word, but there was a, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So the level of that, but then also like the town I grew up in was really diverse, especially in terms of religion. And like, we, I went to like Seder's and Passover and like all these different, had all these, all this different exposure to like different ways of thinking that I don't think it's that surprising that I am like, I don't even necessarily, I mean, I guess I'm probably atheist, but I'm also just like, let me just do my, I could curse on my podcast. Let me just do my shit. Like, let me do live my life and figure it out. And like, you could believe what you want as long as it's not encroaching on anybody. But I, I think it's like something I want to ask you based on what you said in terms of those contradictions in terms of like the, just your, your Jewishness really is like, how did you get to that point where you were able to make that shift because a lot of people this has actually been something that's been on my mind a lot recently um but like a lot of people aren't able to shift from what they grew up with or like are so firmly rooted in that that they're like no this is exactly how i want to live and there are elements that you keep but there are also elements where you're like no not for me i don't like this i'm doing things differently like what is it about you that allows you to do that because I, I wish it's a skill that more people had to like critically think critically and shift but yeah I mean I think with everything with me yeah, yeah I think it was emotional first like I don't think it was mm. I think the, the the main thing that sticks out in my mind was like when my grandma got Alzheimer's I was like I don't understand why God would make this happen and that was when I first yeah. like started doubting things because before that I was just like I was very much like God looks out for me personally mm -hmm. like, I have my relationship with God I was never religious ever but I was like spiritual and that was like the only way like we were very much like in this like very Jewish school yeah. um you know it's kind of hard to explain like really you know it, it also took me like a little bit of time just being out of the school like when you're not just doing that daily like you just have time to think but I think yeah, the, the, yeah. Like, my grandma got Alzheimer's that hit me and then it started becoming kind of everything because I was like why would any of these bad things happen and it yeah. was on that emotional level and then for me I just I just I so fundamentally don't believe if that makes sense that like yeah it's just very much who I am like 
I think that any belief I ever had just speaks to like the level of intensity of like, again, the like indoctrination or like how far in it I was because it's just not something that I even remotely begin to believe in now. Like it's just so much who I am to not. And I'm very comfortable with it. Like I was, I said to Sarah and I said, I was listening to your podcast with Sarah and I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I see the world in a very similar way where like, I don't believe there's anything outside of like the here and now, but that to me gives meaning to the here and now. Like, like it's exactly how she said it. Like don't give charity because it might give you into heaven. Like then you've given charity. Like that's such Mm -hmm. a great thing. Makes you happy, makes them happy. You know, like the power of just like, if we have this conversation and you enjoyed and I enjoyed or a listener gets something from it, like meaning like, and that's all I need from things. If anything, it gives more meaning because I'm not trying to get anywhere else or like get anything out of it. Like I'm just trying to like find meaning in my day to day, which is very much what I do. I'll often think about like what I'm investing in. And if that was like positive. So like today I did a couple of podcasts, like invested in that part of myself. Like Mm -hmm. we had a good, we're having a good conversation, like invest in that as like a social interaction, got some work done, invest in that. If I spend good time with my family, even if I like take a nap, I've invested in self care or if I, go on like I'll exercise bike because the only way I exercise is indoor in my apartment invested <laughs> in you. exercise you know like that's why I see it as like I don't want to waste like I do waste so much time on Twitter but like that's why I see it as like invest in meaning and I like I'm not uncomfortable with that even at all so like the fact that I ever believed I think just speaks to like the environment I was in my beliefs now are very much who I am like that was a big part of like going through my 20s and realizing that mm-hmm. but also it was like a weird thing to realize I think because well, even like through all of it, like even like recently, yeah. because I think when you're like growing up, like you see yourself as like the norm and the rest of the world is like reacting to you. Mm-hmm. But then like you realize where you sit in society, like as you get older and you're like, it's kind of fringe to be like an Orthodox Jew. I was like, and then like an Orthodox Jewish atheist. Yeah. Like yeah, it's a well, lot. Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> exactly. But then the, like the, the, the thing that, that like calms the cognitive dissonance most, even though I am like still a little worried about it for when I have kids is that like, Peter's exactly on my wavelength. Like I was joking with him before. It's like, I kind of like, I, I do like that. Like married in the community and that we have that connection. But I also would have just been like pretty upset if he like did believe because I wouldn't have understood it. So like if he wasn't Jewish, there would have been some disconnect there. But also if he believed in God, there would have been disconnect. So like to find yeah. another Orthodox Jewish atheist, like how lucky is that? And we're like <laughs> on the same page with it. So that's like to me, like the best like the, the thing that calms me most in all of the conflict, internal conflict I have about it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though, because you like, um, <laughs> you like in a prolific sense, like are, I don't know. I would imagine as someone who's not you, Shannon, like people, you're, you're, brain i'm not i'm trying to like say this in a way that's not like so excited to hear what it is but your brain is like uh is so unique and powerful in a lot of ways i was gonna say your brain is unmatched shannon i don't know (laughs) i have a line from like survivor 42 from um from chanel like my social Um, game is unmatched or something to that effect that's like ringing in my head for some reason but yeah like you are known for like the ways that you think and i think that people hearing and understanding just how that goes beyond survivor is really interesting and powerful. Um, I'm, but you, you talked about making meaning and beyond the podcasting, 
because I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about podcasting too. That's, that's just a thing you do, you know, sometimes like all all the time. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm wondering, like you've probably spent uh, like half of, I don't know, half of your, how much of today, how much of today by the end of the day, will you have spent podcasting in terms of like hours of the day? Probably just like four hours. It's not that much, but I did like, yeah, before and after work pretty much. But I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. What's, but like, I, I was going to get to that too. Like, what is it that you do for work? And could you talk about that side of things of like what you do and why? I'm always interested to see if the dots connect of how people end up doing what they're doing and like why they choose to do the things that they do. Yeah. Why did I choose to be a writer? I mean, I've always really liked writing. I wrote in high school as well and I was a songwriter. So I I Mm -hmm. liked writing and I always thought I communicated badly verbally. That was just an insecurity that I had. Uh, Um, So I was like, that's how I communicate by writing. And especially as a control freak, um, then I could edit it. And like, then I have control more over how I'm communicating. So I liked the idea of of writing when I went, so I went to do my undergrad and I did music. I was going to graduate Mm -hmm. from music and I'm like, well, I don't really want to teach music and I don't really want to go into music. What am I going to do? And then I remember I went to the guidance counselor and she was like, what are you interested in? I was like, maybe media. Like I kind of always thought I could maybe work like in magazines, you know, like every lead of every rom-com that looked pretty glamorous (laughs) to me. Um, So she should. Same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So literally every single one and a lot of them are like not getting paid enough I would think to live those lifestyles but that's not what they tell you they don't tell you the Carrie Bradshaw would never just write one column it makes no sense and their apartments are huge like what where do you live this is New York City you have a 100 by 100 square foot box at most yeah so I I mean they do go through Carrie's yeah like they they talk about the financial stuff I do want to say but like even then it's ridiculous (laughs) she's like I'm just doing research for my column I'm like you have 500 words a week Carrie get a real job <laughs> anyway point is because of pop culture i thought maybe i'll be like i'll be in in journalism i'll right. go from like the stability the instability of music to the stability of journalism um so yeah and and i was just looking at a couple of um courses i remember like the guidance yeah. counselor she, she she showed me one one course mm-hmm. i was like this looks kind of cool and i was like oh yeah i'll just do that that looks great like i was like all in um and I, yeah, and I loved my master's degree in media. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. It wasn't just writing, but I loved, like, that's the most fun writing you get to do is if your whole life's going to be just like writing whatever you want. That is what um, I did for my master's degree. So I really enjoyed it. And I interned at like Marie Claire, which was like very much my like Devil Wears Prada days. Where I like mostly did get oh the gosh. mail for them, but like I felt fancy doing it. Um, yeah. And then I interned at InStyle, which is a hair magazine. And uh-huh. then they offered me a job when I finished uni and I thought a job in journalism, which multiple lecturers had told us we would never get, mm-hmm. which is very fair because journalism is tough. And yeah, yeah, I started there. I'm the kind of person where if you start me as an intern, I will get my hooks in and I'll be there forever. Same with my friendships. Same with Peter, met him at eight, married him. RHAP started as like back, background intern. Here right. I am. My job started as an intern, moved up online editor, deputy editor, editor. Mm-hmm. I don't leave. Like I will be here forever. <laughs> like that's, that's what I do. And yeah, so my wow. job, like have a full-time job in journalism is something I've never taken for granted. Yeah. Um, even as I learned that I can communicate in other ways and found like other passions. Um, I've always appreciated doing that. It's something that I feel I can do pretty well. Like it's, it's a lot of my skills. Like I'm, I am a writer. Like that's what I studied. Like 
grammar thing very much like a stickler for grammar for spelling like i'm I'm an editor like that's yeah. yeah that's what my job is that's it's so interesting and and awesome and i i do relate to that in the sense that i actually when i was signing up for uh when i was applying to college and at one point i needed to say like are you applying to like what school in the universe i went to george washington the george washington university excuse me here in washington dc and i you had to apply to like a specific school within that and i ended up going to the business school and studying business administration and marketing and then like kind of figuring out how to make journalism part of my not journalism but like I put that in air quotes because I don't think of myself as a journalist but I am someone who is able to interview a lot of people and ask a lot of questions and like story tell um, but I um I relate to that because I remember thinking like should I apply to this journalism school and it's cool to think that like even if uh, even though I'm not a journalist and trained in journalism and doing the journalism's things is, is, is whatever you people do as journalists. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, you know, it's cool. It's cool to still have some of that. So I think that that's awesome. Are there like, uh, actually what, where this next question started, you were talking about your degree and being able to like, just do projects about whatever you wanted were there like did you do anything about survivor when you were in like doing your degree in mass media your master's i actually didn't but i do think wow. that i always wanted to write about survivor like that was mm-hmm. even how i got involved in rhap was like i wanted to write about it and rob was like well we're not really doing that do you want a podcast and i was like no uh, but like yeah if I can if I can yeah if that's the only media I can put out about Survivor right. um, I did always want to but it was like kind of different things I did more like personal essays and more like broader things that I wouldn't get marked like an F because they were like what is Survivor what are you writing about mm-hmm. um, yeah so so I didn't but I that was always like the dream I think like entertainment and pop culture um, media writing that was always like what I, and, and also at a point, like football writing was something I was really interested in. Like yeah. I'm obviously a passionate person that has a lot of interest. Like I wanted to be able to create content around things I was passionate about, whatever those things would be. And then it ended up being survival. Yeah. That's so it's fascinating though, to even, um, to, well, one hear that you weren't writing about survivor first of all, but also just to like, think about your relationship with mass media because um, one random fact that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole with you is that you mentioned that you walk on your toes, which I was like, wait, is this this is this related to America's Next Top Model? Which I stop revealing my secrets. I yeah. but I'm like, first of all, why is it notable that you walk on your toes? And it's I weird. I, the the series of thoughts in my head right there was like you have been exposed to media in a lot of ways. Um, and that is definitely one of them that um, we don't have, definitely don't have to dive into that. Uh, but yeah, I'm <laughs> first of all, why, why is it notable that you walk on your toes? Let's start. I there. feel like that's so weird. Like I did mention it on a podcast once that everyone was like, yeah. everyone who listened to that podcast was like, that's really strange. And I wouldn't know it because I always see you sitting down or I only listen to you. That's true. So I just thought when you asked, what do the listeners not know? I was like, they know everything. Some might not know that I walk on my toes. This was my, this was the way that I was thinking. Um, But yeah, no, it wasn't connected to top model because Mm. yeah, I wasn't a model and I am just very like awkward and uncoordinated. So that's why I did that. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think it's funny though. And that stands out. That fact about you stands out to me because I don't walk on my toes, but I do walk on my toes upstairs constantly. Like I'm like, that's all that's been, that's been a thing my whole life. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if that's weird or not, but just upstairs. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know why I'm like on my toes. It's weird it all the time it's much more comfortable to be on your toes i've always said the one survivor challenge i would always win is the one where they stand on their toes like i would dominate i would i could be there for days like but, yeah well like okay there this is so this is like little uh two to three minute section of this interview is so random from like talking yeah. about your media degree to talking about you walking on your toes to then mentioning survivor but i you know i i'm gonna take that as an opportunity to ask you something because you would i'm sure you've been asked this but i wonder if the answer has evolved would you like would you go on survivor as a player as a contestant not as the uh not not as the host no i just said that i would only take you to my room and i can't go to the beach do you know how sunburn i would be on survivor is that i would be no, nah, it's not just sunburn. I'm like really, really not fit. Like people don't understand the level. They don't understand like when when they're like, oh, it's okay. Like you'll go to the gym. Like no, I won't. I'll never get fit for that show. Yeah. I would be I would be eliminated first. But like, and also it's just something I've like never I've never really wanted to do. There's only mm-hmm. one reason I've ever wanted to go on Survivor, which is to be in the theme music. Um, <laughs> that's not the only the only reason. Like with um, your clips of you like jumping off of things and slow i don't know how they do no, not jumping anymore. oh my god no i'd like to be like if i could choose my two clips i'd like to yeah. be kind of laughing like and then i'd like to be like seriously strategizing like that's your legacy <laughs> yeah i wouldn't want to be jumping or maybe like celebrating a puzzle win clearly i've oh. thought about this oh so, so you really want to be out there for well i mean if but you would be there to win i'm assuming you know like, no because i would day, like there. that well, here's the thing is like, I try to, I'm like, I think I'm a pretty self-aware person. Like I try to do things yeah. that I think I'm good at. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason that I'm not out there running marathons. I'm bad at it. And yeah. I don't want to invest time in things that I'm like, just not good at. In fact, one time yeah. I, I had to accidentally run um, like a race <laughs> at school because they oh. mixed it up. It was a clerical era. And yeah, I had to run the 800 meters for like, to get into like state finals and I was they like what? took me away on the bus and I was like I'm telling you this was wrong and like people lapped me and then when I ran in um people like gave me a standing ovation which was so humiliating like yeah I was just That's... like running badly and people were just like clapping for me like as if like well done you made it and I'm like this is embarrassing I'm not meant to be here it was a clerical era oh my gosh yeah. that is that's really traumatic. I'm yeah. sorry that I just brought that up. Like I didn't realize no, that you running was going to be the track. So, and it makes me think about my traumatic running stories too. Yeah. And you know what? I appreciate this because everyone, people talk about marathons and how they love to do them and how great they are and how great running is. Representation for the people who don't want to run I choose is not what to I'm run. all about. Yeah. Oh my that gosh. That was a horrible I did... day. Yeah. That I'm I'm not I want to get away from that because I feel so bad that I brought it up and now you're like really going into like your no, time. But I feel like I had a point else. though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I invest <laughs> in things I'm good at. That's the thing. Yes. Like I'm aware like I don't need to be good at everything. Like I know what I'm bad at and I just don't do those things. Like I wouldn't be good at Survivor because 
And like, I've always thought like, oh, because I'm just like really unfit. But then I'm like, I also don't think I'd be great socially at Survivor. Like if you think about it, like if you think about it, because I'm an introvert, I'm an extroverted introvert. I need my time in my room or with, with Peter or my mom or like with my people that I see as like part of me. So it's not like being with people. Um, or even my friends, like, that's fine. But, like, socializing so much outside of myself, like, I'd be so tired. And yeah. and I love sleep. I've gotten messages before, like, hey, Shannon, I know you said you'd never do Survivor because you love sleep too much. I'm like, I'm, gra- I'm glad I'm putting that energy out on the podcast. And that's yeah. the reason. But it's true. I love sleep. I even said to Marianne, she said on her deep dive that, like, Taku mm-hmm. would take group naps. I texted her. I was like, that's the first time I ever thought I could do Survivor. Like, if we're group napping, I'm actually good to go if that's what we're going to do. <laughs> But, you just said the coolest yeah. sentence ever, by the way, that you texted Marianne, and I am in. Uh, I'm just like, Ooh. oh, it is the best. <sighs> wow, it and is yeah. the best. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How, like, has anyone really, like, well, okay, there are like two questions in this, but one, has anyone like really pushed you to like actually apply and be out there and do it? Because there's this weird thing. Well, maybe it's not that strange, but it's always like the, oh, you, you're talking about this thing, but now you actually doing it is the thing. like, you know, obviously we've seen for Big Brother, Taryn and Amon have been rumored at different points. I'm sure half of RHAP has been rumored at different points to play Big Brother, but has that ever come up in a more serious way where people have been like, Shannon, you need to be on this show. You need to apply. Have you ever thought about, like, how close have you gotten to actually Uh, doing that? Like, not even, like, that's the thing is, like, yes, like, some people, like, some of the players and the listeners, like, definitely want to ask me, but, like, no one in my, like, close life would ever even remotely consider because they know like I know myself and it's it's That's not awesome. it's it's so many other things is like so the physical part it's done the survival aspect I've died um the social aspect I don't think would be that good strategy I think I got it I got it okay but like without yeah. any social capital would not be great like I know enough about survivor to know I'd be bad but then also <laughs> mental health I could not oh. I couldn't handle the mental health of top model mm-hmm. so like how am I gonna handle survivor and like yeah. I would even say like when we were watching last year Australian Survivor, like Haley was on the show and we would talk and sometimes we'd like, you know, do FaceTime and stuff after the episodes and she'd be so chill, like she'd be going to bed and I'm like, No, I'm wired from your season. So I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna sleep for hours. And she would be like she's a very like cool, calm and collected person. Mm-hmm. But even so, I'm like, why am I more anxious about this than you? <laughs> like you yeah. were on the show. But like my level of just like 
anxiety at like any time is not great. Like even podcasting, like we talked about it with Kieran, like yeah. has triggered that in like a bad way. I feel like being on the show and especially doing badly on it would just be terrible. Like it would just take away this love for this thing that I have. So yeah, it's not even like a remote consideration. Gosh, on this game related note, it's making me think. So I was part of uh, Survivor Philadelphia 2 with yes, Alex Gardner's. Amazing. Sorry, it's and it comes out in it comes out this July and everything like that. And it's um it's going to be interesting to like watch it and just see how everything unfolds and all of that. Um, but it it's um it's interesting because even for me doing that, like we filmed that in September last year, September 2021. And then now it's finally coming out. And there are so many ways where I'm like, oh my gosh, I could relate to survivor players and what they're probably thinking, like thinking over different things in what, you know, whatever I played in the game or however things unfolded. It's like, oh my gosh, this is part, this is like giving a taste of what that, um, what that feels like. Have you, well, so of course, and I podcasted about this. But I know that you did uh, Black Widow Brigade. Yes, I love that. Which was, was like in my the, room. Which I yeah, which, yeah, in your room. Strategy like, in my room. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you did. That. Have you ever in? Well, I was going to ask. Generally, have you done like any um, online or live reality game stuff at all? Yeah, well, I did that, and I loved yeah. that. That was such a fun day. Um, and then uh, I did Sequestron, which I did that a couple of times, which I also thought was really fun. And yeah. yeah, and you know, that, that did give me a lot of insight into, um, I feel survivor because it, it really showed me like when I got voted out and something had been different to what I thought, Yeah, it really, when the players say like, you only, yeah. the, the audience sees everything, but you only see it through your lens. Like mm-hmm. that was really clear to me. I was like, oh, I wasn't seeing things like outside of my own view. Then mm-hmm. I had my bachelorette survivor night that I won. It was <laughs> a very fun survivor experience. But otherwise, like for me, it's all about like, we've been playing like werewolf since I was really young. So it's all about the board games when we play like coup. And that's when I have my like 10 minutes of lying, like, it's the board game life that I really love and like those strategy games and that feeds into like the survival love as well. So like, that's been my biggest yeah. experience with that kind of game. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. I thought the, the black widow brigade game was interesting. One, I, it, it sticks in my head because literally me and um, Grace leader and Latanya Starks just like, covered it and it was, was such so an interesting that that. Yeah. it was such an interesting experience to be like oh here are all these people that we know and love like some more than others to, you know of course but well not in love we love everyone on there but no <laughs> some more than others and um it was interesting because you were such a main character on it in a lot of ways as this like good like this lovable care lovable character even though it's like literally you um, playing <laughs> this game um so i hate to call you a character in that way but a lovable character as one of the brochachos with josh wiggler um and you had like this little brochacho thing i think this was it like the x crossed yeah. up and all of that yeah. but you were so the thing that sticks with me and I feel like at some point I have to go back and watch that and like even maybe listen to the podcast back. Um, but so you know, that. you were so, you were so, so, so like invested 
in that. Like emotionally, you are very invested, which I think in turn brings other people along the way. Um, I don't know if you were just tearing up at like the Black Widow Brigade game or, yeah. or how. To pull <laughs> I did play that game really badly, <laughs> um, but I had a lot of fun with it. But yeah, I, I like, I wonder. It, yeah, it, does this go? Does that? Is that just part of how you're? like how you are where you're yeah. all are you always in that yeah. invested when you get looped yeah. into something firstly i am the most competitive person alive i say mm. in my competitive way like don't try me on the don't say you're more competitive no. like i'm like cliche competitive about everything that i do and i definitely like my mom's super competitive <laughs> we text each other every day about the wordle and if yeah. she's done if she's done worse than me i'm like you should be embarrassed. And if I've done worse, she's like, you suck. <laughs> like that's yeah. basically what we do every day. So the competitiveness awesome. was there, but also, yes, like I throw myself into everything. Like it's interesting what you said about like, what did you say about my brain? Not about it being oh, it's unmatched. unmatched. The way that I think. No, not <laughs> it, about it being unmatched, but like. It's prolific. I mean, the, just the ways that you, you think. No, no, no. <laughs> what, what did I say about your brain? Well, I don't know, but like, no, that's what I'm, I'm not. What did you say about my brain? And you're like, it's incredible. Like, that's not what I mean. Yeah. Like, I do, I do, it's all part of the same thing. Like, I think, mm. I do think critically about everything. I overthink everything. Like, it's yeah. hard to be in my head. I have no chill on, again, like, things I care about. Like, if I'm not good at it or I don't care about it, I'll probably just steer pretty clear. Whereas, yeah. like, anything, even if I'm watching it casually, like, I've been watching, like, all the Marvel shows. I, like, love Marvel. And, like, but, like, even, like, things we watch on a casual basis or, like, sitcoms or anything, like, I will give Peter a verbal essay after about mm. my thoughts about it. Or I'll, like, dive deep online researching stuff like that's how I got into loving um like pop culture media I was like reading the AV club TV without pity what became Dalton's recaps about Survivor and then eventually found RHAP like I love diving deep onto anything I'm interested in and if I'm not interested I probably just leave it alone so I like throw myself into everything so like yeah it is it's like kind of hard being in my brain because it's like that level of care and investment in everything and everything that has ever happened that I care about Everything that I've ever done um, feeds into probably definitely the overthinking feeds into the anxiety right. because that's what happens is like when you're thinking so much about things feeds into like I, I've mentioned this briefly with Kieran, but like clinical like OCD that mm -hmm. I that I have like a lot of that I think is a, like it all harps on the same things of me caring so much that I like can't like go. I'm not like someone who just chills like I remember once my mom was like. I think we're talking about my wedding. She was like, it will be fine. Like, K-sara-sara. And my mom's not like this either. She's like, whatever will be. I'm like, have you met me? She's like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just like trying to get you to chill out. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I do. I don't like leave things a chance. I'm not like just chilling out with stuff. Like I'm too all in all the time. Mm. And it's just like very much who I am in everything, including Black Widow, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that it's, it's, I appreciate that you kind of um, made that connection and kind of led us back to like it was something you mentioned mental health as part of all this because the well there's a lot there um, one one thing I would say and I don't know if this is something that's just in my mind from your conversation with Kieran or from any of a million other podcasts and things that um, that even didn't involve you, but someone um, I was listening to someone recently who made a point that like, oftentimes the things that are our biggest strengths also have a flip side. You I said, said that. that. Yes. You said that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, yeah, that was me. Our biggest strengths are our biggest weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's Don't very, that it's very, uh, <laughs> I was my like, biggest you know, belief. 
Yeah. At least I didn't claim. I, didn't, I was like, you know, I've had this deep thought that's mine exclusively. Um, but no, yeah, it's like- so interesting that you say that because when my mom listened to the Kieran podcast, she was like, I say that. I'm like, no, you say that because <laughs> I say that. Like, I will credit you on all your amazing advice. But yeah. I'm the one who came up with that concept. Everyone's trying to steal it. It is mine. And I love it. And don't take that one. Yeah. Everyone's best and worst <laughs> qualities are the same. And I know I came up with it because it's mostly true about Survivor, but then it's it also true. true about life. Yeah. It's true. And you also have to figure out how to navigate it. Like I just did an Enneagram test a few weeks ago and it was interesting because I've done like different tests like that. And I'm someone who spends a lot of time, like also definitely an overthinker, but I spend a lot of time like obviously interviewing people and then processing it and like getting the data and prepping for interviews and diving deep and listening to interviews from four years ago just to be ready for one today. I love that. Uh, (laughs) Now after my own heart. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is it's that's what it's all about. You have to be ready. Um I should I will also say I'm so proud of the two hundred page uh pages of notes that Mari and I have had for our wrestling wrap up since starting. So I love that that's what I loved about the wrestling wrap up. I was like I vibe with this because even though I don't understand like yeah. this passion I get that they're passionate about it and they're like that invested like <laughs> I can understand that on a passion level um which is like very important to me because I love like being passionate about things and yeah. then making other people passionate is that's like my one of my favorite qualities about myself like that like yeah. I feel like I'm so passionate about things that I've made people watch Survivor they love Survivor Hamilton like other things that they then get into and yeah. I could sense that with the wrestling stuff so I feel like we were on the same uh, wavelength but just with different yeah. mediums yeah, and it's interesting. I could go on and on about wrestling. So one day someone will have to interview me to talk about wrestling. But you have a wrestling uh, podcast. I do. That's called your weekly wrestling podcast. Wow. I never really yeah, thought about it. Someday I'm going to have to be able to talk about wrestling on the mic. Like you have a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Somewhat, no, I, Someone's yeah, going to have I was, to talk to you about Survivor <laughs> one day. <laughs> It's like, okay, well, I'll talk about it on the wrestling podcast then again about like why I'm so fascinated by it, even though I, I realize I haven't really talked about that a lot. But speaking of wrestling, it's uh, even when you were on like last year was a really interesting time for me and Mari with the wrestling wrap up just because we were trying to cover everything and talk about everything. And I don't want to speak for Mari, but I think that we it just seems like we have a lot more fun doing it now one because well actually we talk about a lot of serious issues in it which like that is important to us in different ways and so that's great that we could do that but also um we just talk about the things that we want to talk about and we don't get as stressed about it and then we talk about it for a little bit less each week and like we um it's awesome so but i wanted to to tie it to what um kind of where i was going is the wrestling world is also very exhausting at times. I'm, I know on our mental health and we talk about that. Um, and it's, we, we have boundaries, which is helpful, but, um, I mean, rather than like, well, I guess this is in part asking you about like what some of the like things that you faced as a podcaster are in like, as it relates to mental health, which I don't think a lot of listeners which I will say a lot of listeners think about, but probably most don't think about when it comes to us. Um, how do you like navigate or manage or try to manage your mental health in relation to like these shows and the coverage and the feedback and the communities and the all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, badly for so long. And I spoke about this a lot on the Kieran podcast, which, you know, I would encourage people to check out because we really went through it chronologically. And I think 
we put out like a really good showcase of how everything got so bad, um, Mm -hmm. which I didn't realize at the time because I was like so invested in the podcasting and just like threw everything of myself into it to a point where then if it was bad or if I was unhappy with it or I got a negative comment about it, it was like it all blew up. And yeah, I spoke about it with Kieran, but I had like a really bad mental health few months um, the first half of 2020 where my anxiety was at peak and like I'm still a pretty anxious person but like I was quite depressed my OCD got really really bad during lockdowns especially because it was that lack of control um so I would like feed into like little compulsions Mm -hmm. and like ways to control which is something I'm still not amazing at but like that tends to just ebb and flow naturally for me yeah um and then Mentally now, I mean, I think honestly doing the q and podcast was like really cathartic for me to just talk through the journey. And it kind of made me realize, like looking at it, I was like, I see it in like three parts. It was like the vast ascent. Then there was like the big crash. And then like mm. I've been building myself back. And like in realizing that I was in that third phase, I realized how far I'd come. So I feel really good about it now. And I played a lot of the climb by Miley Cyrus and then <laughs> like felt good about like where I'm at because like that's been the climb for me has been like building back my mental health more than anything. Um, but the way that I deal with it now, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've blocked off a lot of, um, ways to see people talk about me. I pretty yeah. much don't see people talk about me unless they actively want to. And they're mostly nice if they do that, not hundred percent of the time, but like okay. most of the time. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I, yeah, I went to therapy. I wrote amazing therapy notes. Like after every session, I would write down a couple of things that resonated for me. And those things are like. That like list of notes, like at last year, my phone died, like it, the battery died and the charging capacity died. So I was like charging it and it wasn't working. And I just watched it die in my arms. And like my oh. first thought was like, my therapy notes that I like had an email to myself. And then I like had to rush it into like a phone repair place and be like, save it. And they did. And then I emailed my therapy notes to myself. But wow. those notes, like that's how I, that's how I get through it. It's like 50% cut down on what you, people see about you. And then like, 30, 40% hopefully building up a lot of now what I understand about myself, like becoming more self-actualized to know you're not all podcasting, like don't feed the like bad impulses, like don't, re- don't respond to trolls, know that like what people say about you isn't everything. It isn't the be all and end all. Like think about the avatar behind the words. Remember that not everyone has universal approval. Like every time I look yeah. at the therapy notes, I end up getting something from it that helps me in that moment. And then like 10% of the time, like, yeah, it's still hard and hurts. And like my mental health around podcasting, even away from the comments is never going to be perfect because my mental health Mm -hmm. isn't perfect. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I'm always going to be an anxious person. I like care so much about the content. Think about it. Like when I'm thinking about going into Survive South Africa next week, a lot of my not concern, but like a little bit of my like pre-exhaustion isn't around even the content or watching it all the time I give, but it's just knowing that like, there's no real off switch for me. Like I I tweeted out, a couple of months ago in like a funny way. And it is funny, but like it was me texting myself in the middle of the night thoughts about Survivor. So I could put it in my notes and I do that, you know, like if I'm watching Survivor and so much Survivor, then like Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it in some capacity, like at all times. And I'm just a little pre-tired about going into that um, because it's just a lot, even though I love it and enjoy it. um, I just know that there's like no way for me to turn my brain off. So yeah. That's, (laughs) that's, <laughs> I was like, damn, it ended right there, which is like the, I mean, that's so real. 
which is that, you know, and I, um, I relate to that in a lot of ways. I feel like in general, and there's not like one thing that I relate to that with, with work, I've had different moments where it's like, normally I'm able to detach and I'm, I find myself to be someone who increasingly is good at like setting boundaries and finding those. But if something is bothering me, like it, it could mess up my sleep and so I'm like I need to do something about that and like work on that or like even the stress of I used to have these I probably still will have them from time to time but like maybe like once a year thankfully like if I have something big coming up for work or life even the night before I might have a dream about it I'm like oh my gosh I was late or like I, I got on the train and forgot to wear pants and then I had to go home and then I missed the thing I was supposed to do and then I wake up and I'm like oh Right. That's never happened. <laughs> it always works out well. But I mean, yeah, I guess there's a, I guess pod, I mean, podcaster to podcaster, like, is there, I don't know, is there anything you're like looking for to figure out? Because in terms of how to navigate mm-hmm. that, just your brain not shutting off and all that, because I mean, it's, it's, it, there are trade-offs like I don't want to say it sucks because I know that as someone who's been there that it's like yeah because your brain is like in that super active state you're able to have these like really deep thoughts and all sorts of other great stuff that people appreciate about you but is there something you're like looking to I don't know is there something you're looking for or it may Ooh, wait Shannon watch this I'm going to leave that rambling, like searching for the question, thinking out loud thing in. But really, my question, (laughs) really, my question is like, how do you want to feel like with the podcasting going forward? Because obviously you want to be able to like feel like you're in control of it. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest superpower, my biggest weakness. My concept that I created. Trademark. Um, Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, would I want to be, to think about it less, but then like the content might be worse. Like, that's what I bring is that I think about it so much, but also I'm sometimes get really tired and I would like to turn off. I know at the end of the day, I think I'd probably put the content first. Like, yeah, you know, me thinking about it a lot is, it's, it's what I bring. It's who I am as well. Like, it's hard for me to not be that person because I just wonder kind of who I would be. But it is an interesting thought because it definitely feeds into like the, the OCD thing. Like when mm. that's really bad, the hardest thing about it is that you can't control your own brain. Like yeah. the compulsions are like, do it. And you're like, no, 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 I don't want to. And they're like, no, no, you, you must. And you're like, Ugh. and like, it's a hard thing to explain to people. Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's something that a lot of people feel. I only really know my own brain, but like the worst thing for me is when the OCD is really bad is that, I have to feed the compulsions, even if they're little things. Like for me, a lot of it is like consuming content. It sounds so stupid, but like if my OCD is really bad, like I can't miss a line. So I'll like have to go back or I'll have to, I'll even watch something and then I'll like go back later, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like that's like some of, some of the, the really bad stuff when I'm like need a control. And that's my way to control is to just like get into something a hundred percent and not let anything slip through the cracks. And yeah. when I don't want to do it, but my brain is like, you have to, that's that's a hard disconnect between not being able yeah. to control yourself. And it's but it's not just like in that. Like I think a lot of people would feel that way, like, oh, I had an emotional reaction to something, which is definitely something I've had, especially like being in the public eye or like mm-hmm. being on Twitter and stuff, like, oh, I reacted to that and I wish I hadn't. And that was a lot every time I responded to the troll, it felt good in the moment. It's like feeling like compulsion. Yeah. It's like, you know, like you have something on your skin and you pick it 
and then it bleeds right. for three days. Like mm-hmm. that, that was what, it, and then you feel bad for days and you remember that interaction for months when if you just let it go, which is something that I learned um, or have been trying to learn and have been, I definitely got away better at, um, yeah. then it's much easier. And it was when it was told to me that like all those things are your need for control. Like you're trying to control that interaction. You're trying to control anything that's why you like feed that compulsion that I was able to let go in parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still letting go for me is like the thing that I struggle with the most. I think like from the, the therapy notes, like the therapy notes are very much like, let go, like move on. Mm-hmm. Like, is this, is this a helpful thought now or is it becoming like destructive? And even if I know that I'm probably, or maybe at least we'll still go on those thoughts. So yeah. the survivor, I think a lot of it is constructive. Right. A lot of it is like, it will make the podcast better. Like if I, if at four in the morning I roll over and I've had an amazing idea and I text it to myself and it was a great point for the podcast. Great. But then is there stuff around that where maybe it's not that good a thought? Mm-hmm. And it's just that the fact that survivor is constantly in my mind or the fact that my mind is never turned off and like, how much am I losing for that? Like how much mental capacity, like mental exhaustion, like sleep, like how much am I losing for that? Like it's hard to weigh it up because it's all the good thoughts I have and all the unnecessary thoughts I have at the expense of all of my time and thoughts, if that makes sense. So. Yeah. A lot of it's really good, but also a lot of it's really hard. And then it feeds into the anxiety and the OCD and the other mental health stuff of that, which is all very much, I think, like part and parcel of all the same stuff, which is just like someone like let my break go to an ad, like my my brain go to an ad break, like, you know, like (laughs) let it chill out for a second. But that's just not really what I do. Look, I think the, I think the, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's something that I haven't figured out either. So I'm like equally stumped by that problem of like, my brain wants an ad break. My brain needs an ad break. But thankfully, like I, I, um, and I've shared this with you before that like for me, I've where things have been with my level of podcasting is like, I know when, when I'll be podcasting, I know when I'll have breaks from it. I know that the pod friends season will end like at the end of the survivor, uh, not including survivor Philly, but we'll end at the survivor off season. So yeah, before South 43 Africa. starts yeah. and, South, and like all, off season in the like U S yeah, survivor US, context. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's, yeah. So like, that's good to have, but I, I feel you. And I don't know if anyone has any any advice for us and even just More like therapy. for how they deal with this. But I do love like one thing I love as well, how people listen and like these conversations resonate. And I'm sure a ton of people will be listening to this one. Um, and there's so much more that we could have touched on. And I mean, the good news is you are like you are places talking about things and people could hear from you. And so like I would encourage them to do that. But I want to ask as we kind of get to this point of wrapping up and get closer to that point, there's a question I ask everyone, Shannon, and I'm so curious about your answer. And it's if your life were a book or documentary, what would the title be and why? I know it's so hard. That's such a hard question. We ask it as well in the South Africa interviews and it was really hard. Like, <laughs> Why do we yeah. put people through that? Um, I kind of felt like I wanted to go in like a, you know, because that's who I am. That's how I'm defined. Also, yeah. I come out of all of these like very personal podcasts thinking, does everyone think I'm just like completely insane? Like, this is me. 
after the therapy and I'm like, someone help my brain. Um, so and that's like the healthiest fine. thing I'm, to do. I'm the, good. Yeah, I'm that's good. the healthiest yeah. thing I would think. And I think, you know, the people who share just to interrupt your answer, but the people who like are sharing their journey and sharing their struggles and sharing where they're going through, like that's so much healthier than keeping it in. And also realizing that like, you wrapped on this podcast, but you also talked again. about mental we're health. And you... yeah. <laughs> we're going to wrap again. We're going we're gonna to do I my show. We'll funny. Do I yeah. thought that was funny. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but yeah, your title, your book or documentary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, I do like share a lot in other, in other places. Like it was crazy when you asked what might the listeners know. I'm like, I've really like people get me it's so upsetting because one of the things in therapy is like the listeners don't really know you like if they're sending you hate they don't know you I'm like they kind of do like I've given everything of myself to this like if they don't like me like they're probably right um (laughs) yeah but the book so I thought I'd go in like a passions or like extremes like that's how I feel I'm like everything is like pretty extreme to me but I then I thought Mm. I would just say like obsessed the Shannon Gus story and then I could talk about like all the things (laughs) I'm obsessed with and why and how that obsession is my my best and worst quality, which is a concept that you try to steal from me. Oh, well, I did. I did try to steal it from you. And I was I'm like, not sorry. on my watch. No way. Like, Imagine if you weren't the person I was interviewing yeah, and I like, did that. Brilliant. <laughs> no, no. Wow. You and I'm, my mom. Stop. Ugh. See, I th- look, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you're obsessed with the in the ways that you are for better or for worse, just because we wouldn't know each other if not for that. So that's a beautiful thing. That's and a, I kind of want to bring it back actually um, to, to the, com- not the, not wrapping yet. I know you can't wait to wrap again, <laughs> but the to the, and then me like, uh, 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 yeah, we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, okay. So the RHAP community, Ooh, it's something I want to talk about, which is, what has what role has the community played for you the RHAP community especially um and I think of like all the people who I know who love you I think of like the times that I hear you mentioned by Rob on podcasts and in even just talked about by Rob and how much um how uh, kindly and warmly he will refer to talk about you and with you and all that but like what has this community and rob has a podcast meant for you overall oh my god so many things i mean i love the community i like when you said that people had requested to hear from me on the podcast yeah. i was like but i'm so boring like how much can i talk about myself i did the tarot show and i just recently talked with kieran like people have heard from me like I'm, you know, like I can talk about Survivor and then intersperse every fact about myself within it. But like, how much am I really going to yeah. talk about myself? But then you said people wanted it. And I was like, I yes. love this community. People want to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. And so like other, like, I don't know. I think like, uh, I don't know. I'm curious to hear more of like, if there've been any experiences or moments that kind of make you think like, this is why I do it. This is why I stick with it. This is why uh. I love this community. So, I mean, so many, like, firstly, just the community, it is like the relationships, like it is getting to have this connection with you or like so many people from the community, especially as we talked about coming from pretty insular Jewish community in Australia, like Mm. it's far away from things. And like, this has expanded my worldview with like interesting opinions and personalities that I really appreciate. That's the first thing. But then in terms of like 
how amazing the community can be. Like I learned in therapy, you're not supposed to rely so much on the comments. It's supposed to be internal validation, which I have. Mm-hmm. I know that like what matters right. the most is me enjoying it. But then I care about, of course, like validation from Rob or I mean like channel 10 or anything like that. But Rob, he was such a huge mentor for me and someone I respect so much. Like, yeah, if I, if he says something good, like that means everything to me, but then it is like the community members as well, which means I think a hundred times more than any hate or anyone who's like trying to look for the worst in you. Like mm-hmm. if someone messages you and tells you, you got me through a really tough time. So that was happening a lot during lockdown. Like you got me through this difficult thing. You have people message, I move countries and I feel like I have you here as a friend. Like, that kind of stuff, like every single time reminds wow. me um, that like that's at least a very large reason I do it. Mostly for me, because that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. But when you get that message and people talk about struggles they've been through or ways that you've distracted them or entertained them or not consoled them, but probably just stupidly distracted them. Cool. Um, you know, if that, if that means something to them, people do reach out and say it like that really does mean everything to me. And I totally get it as well, because. What when I was really getting into RHAP was when I first started dating Peter. So I did those five years. I don't know if I talked about it on, on the Tarrant show in terms of this, but a big thing for me was the podcast um, with mm. RHAP through long distance. And I remember so many times getting to the airport, being upset that I was leaving Peter and putting on a podcast and then wow. feeling happier, like not feeling in my emotions, but like having that distraction and laughing at a podcast or thinking about an interesting thought. And it meant a lot to me. And I've always been that kind of person who is very much attached to like the power of media. Um, I've talked Mm -hmm. about it so much, obviously with Hamilton, I've talked about it with Taylor Swift, like songs that meant so much to me at the time, content that distracted me or entertained me or was like foundational at a point in my life. Even the fact that like I go back and rewatch friends, it's my comfort show or, or things that I consumed at different times and what they meant to me. And the fact that I could be that to anyone that is like, I was going through a tough time through lockdown with a friend in my head, like that. Yeah is huge for me like that is that gets me every time um mm-hmm. so yeah the community is amazing like i've talked about like my community what i feel is like my people um that's been a big thing for me especially this year is trying to work out like whose opinions matter and like my circle exactly. and i feel like all the listeners are in that and even though i know there are probably haters that hang out listening to the podcast like it doesn't affect me now because i know that like it's not for them and they don't count because they're not in the circle. So I can't even see them, you know, like that's just for my people. Right. And I don't even know who some of my people are because they're listeners, but then they reach out yeah. and like, just letting you know, like I'm one of them. And I'm like, great, because I'm your people too. And like, it honestly means so much to me and has been a reason or a way that I have been able to continue like mentally through podcasting is realizing like why I do it. Not for, not for the comments, but it's for it's for the meaning. Like as we're saying, like everything is meaningful in the moment, mm-hmm. which is then manifested into people telling me in comments sometimes. But just knowing that it's like, this is the fun we have together. This is the community we've built. This is like the people who remember some stupid joke you made a couple of years ago right. or just had fun with it. Like that has been not not that it's just like important to me. It's so important to me that it like got me over some hurdles. Yeah. Um, like was an antidote to things with me kind of just knowing where I should sit and focusing on that rather than focusing on the negative. Yeah. And it's, it's great because like, you know, and I think sometimes we could trivialize it or overlook it, but you know, just as like all of us have had dark or difficult or challenging times. And like I talk, I've talked about it before, like how this podcast for me was so, important like after I lost I discovered RHAP like literally the month I lost my dad because I was when he passed away in 2017 because I was like I just need like 
the the friends in my head a little bit. And then that that evolved a lot. And my relationship has clearly changed with RHAP uh, for the best in amazing ways. But, you know, um, yeah, thank you so much for like giving so much of yourself to the community and helping so many people through Survivor through their lives, through their challenges, through whatever. I mean, just, I'm like, talking about survival. But like, it's true. I mean, I give a lot of myself and that is the thing. It's yeah, like, that's why I appreciate of the listeners. It's like, if you enjoy it, like, again, you, you do know me. Like, I know we talk in therapy about how you don't, but like, you kind of do. And you you, if you're around and enjoying it, I really appreciate that because that's yes. a lot. It's a lot to hang out with someone for three hours in your ears. They're ranting about some stupid thing they thought about at four in the morning. Like, if you're along for that ride, yeah. like, you want to be here. Or you're the, the the couple of random haters that are listening to everything I do. But mm-hmm. mostly, like, you want to be here. And I appreciate that because I know yeah. I'm a lot. That's the thing as well. Is like, I'm I'm aware. Something I came to terms with in therapy is, like, I'm a lot. I'm not going to be for everybody. Um, but if I am for you in some capacity, like, I I really, like, I always appreciate that. You know, I think the best way to wrap this up to, to wrap thank people is to wrap it up exactly. We're on the same page, Shannon. So I'll let you take it away. And but you're going to do the what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What well, I'm just going to do like a, a verse of my show. Yeah, yeah just do it. Okay. I'm ready. When are the what? What? What's coming? And I'll just do the. Third I don't know. Okay. Oh, they come. You're in, gonna like, have to come with your the... pot. It's all right. I'll do it. We'll come in. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Improvise. We'll improvise. Okay. I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory. When's it going to get me? In my sleep, seven feet ahead of me. If I see it coming, do I run or do I let it be? Is it like a beat without a melody? See, I never thought I'd live past 20. Where I come from, some get half as many. Ask anybody why we live in fast and we laugh, reach for a flask. We have to make this moment laugh. That's plenty. Scratch that. This is not a moment. It's the movement where all the hungriest brothers with something to prove went. Foes oppose us. We take an honest stand. We roll like Moses, claiming our promised land. And if we win our independence, will we guarantee your freedom for our descendants? Or will the blood we shed begin an endless cycle of endless, what am I saying? Endless cycle. <laughs> oh my god, I've left it. For our descendants, I know the action in the street is exciting, but Jesus, between all the bleeding and fighting, I've been reading and writing. We have to handle our financial situation. Now we a nation of states, what the state of our nation? I'm past patiently waiting, I'm passionately smashing every expectation, every reaction's an act of creation. I'm laughing in the face of tragedy and sorrow. For the first time, thinking past tomorrow, and I am not throwing away my shot. Shot. I am not not throwing away away my shot. shot. <laughs> you keep I'm being hungry and I'm not throwing away my shot. It's your pot. Whoa, uh, 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 oh, 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 it, no, you, did a pretty, you did a, you did a pretty great podcast. job that was off the top of your head you just yeah, did I know it. every lyric off the top of my head and i still screwed it up i want to do it again we go no it's fine you're it's amazing fine. though it's, and you're perfect so and i'm thankful I'm for you and the people are and you did this and um any final words to so wrap long. us up any final words to wrap us up you want me to you? rap again <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not you. It's great, but like, stop saying wrap it rap. up. I'm gonna start rapping. I'm gonna uh, the verse again, so that I don't get it wrong. End it. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. Thank you, Matt, for having me. I really 
really appreciate it. I'm so sorry for rapping at you multiple times, but also I kind of wanted to rap. So, <laughs> so I rapped at you and look, I screwed it up and I'm just going to live with it. It's fine because I haven't talked about my perfectionism and OCD for two hours on this podcast. It's all good. Thank you all. Apologies. And I appreciate it. And tell Shannon how great her rapping is. Hashtag <laughs> um, best. You know what? You could come up with the hashtag. Hashtag pod friends. I don't know. Okay. Hashtag wrap it up with, an, with a rap. And are you asking me to rap again? <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into this conversation with Shannon and just being here for the pod friends journey overall. It means so much. And if you appreciate this conversation, let us know on social media at Hey Pod Friends at Matt Scott GW. Make sure to tag Shannon and her handles in the show notes if you're not already following her. But it means so much when you subscribe to the podcast, when you leave those five stars, when you leave a review, when you share all of the ways that this conversation resonates. And I, I know that so many of us have known Shannon and followed her for years. I've been a big fan even before I knew her and consider her a podcasting colleague. And so it, it meant so much that we could have this conversation and dive deeper. And I love talking with Shannon and hope that we uh, don't remain strangers. I, you know, I hope that we get to have this conversation, another conversation again soon. That's what it's all about. Us getting to know each other, but you along the way being part of the conversation and getting to know Shannon and me kind of, I guess. Again, robhiswebsite.com slash podfriendsfeed. Follow me at mattscottgw. Check out my link in bio to find where you could watch Survivor Philadelphia 2 premiering this Tuesday. I can't talk. Tuesday? Tuesday? Tuesday. 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 Tuesday, July 19th, Survivor Philadelphia, Head versus Heart, coming up. Um, and so, so, so much more, like links to the wrestling wrap up and other things that I'm up to. But thank you so much, everyone, as always, for being part of this journey. And as I'll say, as I say at the end of each and every one of these interviews, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being a pod friend. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.